Welcome to Detox with Allison. Oh shit, we're recording. You are the best podcast naming person. <laughs> this is the show where we sit down with comedians and other funny people, make them take their vitamins and ask them about their life or whatever else we get into. Let's hope Charlie got it right this time. Detox with Allison. We got Ty Wynn in the studio today <laughs> fixing his posture as soon as I start the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Posture is everything. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about the wellness stuff already today. Got you yeah, hooked up to have. an IV. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, what's coming inside my IV right now is actually baby blood. <laughs> Dude, Dean Stanfield was like, Did you put adrenochrome in this? Which is basically <laughs> that. <laughs> We've had people think I put morphine in there. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon thought I peed in the bag because they're yellow. <laughs> I mean, supposedly, that's how you stay young. Yeah, you know, ask the Clintons, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off strong. Uh, Perfect. But so, um, it's not baby blood. You mm. should tell them what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, MSW Lounge hooks us up with IVs for the mm. podcast if the guest wants one. And, um... Ty told me he wanted one that would make him uh, write better jokes. <laughs> so um, we put some uh, we put some detox in there. Um, so we're doing, what did I tell you? We have NAC, precursor mm -hmm. to glutathione, which is the body's biggest antioxidant. Does that feel okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, NAC, uh, we put B-complex, so a bunch of B vitamins in there. Mm -hmm. B5, good for serotonin. Mm. Um, and then taurine for energy and drive. Mm. And then NAD, which is the one everyone's been calling the Joe Rogan fuel. Oh. It's, uh, so he take that? He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, a uh, if we want to get into chemistry, <laughs> there's, a uh, like, ATP is cellular energy. Uh -huh. NAD is, like, the precursor to that. So, yeah. um, it basically helps to fuel your fuel your cells with more energy. So when I say like you might feel the IV a little bit, yeah. it kind of just feels like a rush that I can't really compare to anything else. It's just a rush, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 How's it feel so far? Uh, feel cool. I don't really feel like a rush or anything. Yeah. You yeah. have a pretty slow I think dose. Uh, my blood is dripping I though. know. That's why I was asking if it feels yeah. okay. I'll text the nurse. Um, let's see. But, um... Yeah. Uh, Many of mine really does have baby blood <laughs> coming out. Can y'all check Ty's IV bleeding a bit? Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. I think that probably happened just when she stuck you and she didn't wipe it properly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so she'll be in in a second. You also have, like, a lower dose of NAD, so you might not feel it too big of a rush. But, yeah, like I said, Sam Lopez texted me after her episode and was like, I swim another hour after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the story I wanted to tell you. Yeah. So we were talking about, which we might want to get into this later, but like how you had a meditation one time when uh -huh. like you kind of felt like you were high and like yeah. on drugs and stuff. I was dying. My friend Allie called me yesterday and I'm not going to say any more than her. She's my friend Allie. Uh -huh. um, but uh, she got drug tested at her job and she is like so clean right like yeah. she's always terrified she's gonna get drug tested like she doesn't want to even get close to messing with any of that right so she's yeah. never never touched any drug that's uh -huh. illegal 
And uh, she called me yesterday and she goes, I tested positive for opiates <laughs> on my random drug test. And I was like, how? And she goes, it's because I put everything but the bagel seasoning on everything, uh -huh. which has poppy seeds. Oh. I was like, are you living in an episode of Seinfeld? Like, yeah. I did not know that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> so if you eat a lot of bagels, I guess, just. <laughs> And then she have evidence to prove. I know. Yeah. I know, but she was just like, I have never taken a drug and I tested positive and almost lost my job. I was like, you may as well just take drugs, dude. Like. Well, now I kind of see why people eat bagel. Right. They get pocket high from it. It's a good cover up. Yeah. yeah. Do bagels make you high? I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen's already laughing. Oh God! So Ty, let's let's talk about you a little bit. Okay. Um, I, my perspective of knowing who you are is like you were already in the comedy scene when I started. Yeah. So how long have you been doing comedy? I'm doing it for six years. Okay. Yeah. When you came in, I think I was doing it for three years. Yeah. Did you started three years ago. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember you uh, <laughs> at Cherrywood. Oh gosh. Yeah, I remember. Your performance, I'm like, who the fuck is that? It was this Does bitch. it came out from a sorority or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I was like trying so hard to not look like a sorority girl. Yeah. And all the comics could smell it just immediately. Oh yeah, and your material is like very sorority-ish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Without ever having to mention a sorority. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. But you were in a sorority, huh? I was in a sorority in college. Mm. Yeah. I went to UT, did the whole Greek life thing. Um, come on in. Hey, this is uh, Nurse Doza. I think his IV's hooked up okay. I just don't just think he was wiped know. properly when it was first oh. plugged in. Okay. Yeah, can we just get a wipe for it, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I didn't want to like, he was, like fuck up this a, couch. You know? He was like making a joke about how there's adrenochrome slash baby blood in his IV, yeah. and then we saw a little <laughs> bit of his blood. <laughs> I think we're good. There we uh -huh. go. Awesome. Uh, hydroproxy, I'm okay. Cool. Is that good? You need more? Uh, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate John. it. Yeah. Um, that was a nurse doza. <laughs> Cameo Thank appearance. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, in, I was in a sorority at UT, which is. Wild, because, like, when you're in it, uh -huh. it feels like everyone's in Greek life. And yeah. then you find out, compared to, like, most other southern schools, it's a pretty small percentage. Mm. Like, I think UT was maybe 10% of the population was in one. Mm. And, like, most southern schools, it's, like, 40 to 60% of people are in Greek life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a wild time, for sure. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to experience any, like, college, fraternity, or Did sorority Did you go to college? Stuff. I went to community college. Yeah. Yeah. That don't really count. That's like uh <laughs> That's like we show up for class and go home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Everybody seemed defeated. Oh. <laughs> Did you go to community college in Austin? Yeah, I went to Austin Community College. Hell yeah. We, and uh it was paid for. Could they have some program that if you're a minority mm -hmm. and you have to pass all your class with an A, then you don't have to pay any of it back. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, yeah, I went, I passed all my stuff, and I got a degree which I never used. It's a <laughs> computer and desktop support. Okay. Degree. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a degree. Yeah. Holy I, shit. I never even use it for like anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just were like, I want, I want a degree, so I'm just gonna do this. Uh, my parents actually uh kind of like 
pleaded with me to just get something. Right. Yeah, so I got it. And uh, yeah, I didn't learn anything in community college. <laughs> Like zero. Yeah, you yeah. aced all of your classes and didn't learn anything. Yeah, stuff that I already knew before about yeah. computer and stuff. Yeah. Do you do computer work now as your day job? Uh, no, no, I don't do anything. Nothing related yeah. to that. So uh, if any comedian watching this, right, I just want to say that I don't make money off of comedy full time. Okay. Okay. So here's how it happens. Um, last year, like during the pandemic, mm -hmm. Like before December, you know how when you own a house, you have to pay property tax at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. It's like eight grand for mm -hmm. mine. So I was just driving for DoorDash, uh, trying to pay the property bill. So every right. night I would drive for DoorDash, right? And I would be running into cryptocurrency. So I would listen to like YouTube video on cryptocurrency. Yeah. So any extra money I have, I invested in crypto. Yep. Yeah, and then it just popped. Popped. Yeah. So now when I need money, I just sell off my crypto. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's how it worked. Uh, Jalen's clapping. <laughs> yeah. So you think I sell drugs? Wrong, buddy. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was wondering because I feel like were you into crypto before COVID? Because uh, I had a. Not really. Not I knew really. that it exists. Yeah. That Bitcoin exists because of all the story behind right. it and stuff. But I didn't. Uh, doing crypto, right? Yeah. During the COVID, everybody was into Robinhood. Everybody yeah. was into investing, right? Right. I became one of those person. Yeah. Yeah, I was really into stock and stuff. That's, That's how awesome. I learned about crypto. I was like. Hey, I can make more money off of crypto. Dude. It's super risky. Yeah. But yeah, I sold all my stock and put inside crypto. And any money I got from DoorDash, I would throw it inside crypto. And uh, I really didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. I mean, every time I told somebody about crypto, they'd be like, are you okay? Oh. Yeah, that's the real thing. Yeah, like, are you depressed? Well, especially before COVID, right? Because like Bitcoin was really the only one people knew about. Yeah. And then like when COVID hit, even Bitcoin during, was still the only one people knew about. Yeah, really. even during COVID, uh, I told people about crypto and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they would look at me like, are you okay? <laughs> well, that's yeah. so crazy because, like, I also started buying crypto, yeah. like, during COVID. Probably, like, I would say I think it was maybe August 2020, so a few, like, a while after COVID. Okay. But that was when Bitcoin That's a was, good time to buy. But that was still when Bitcoin was only 19 grand, right? Yeah. And like my roommate just texted me when I was on my way over here that Coinbase has crashed today. Oh, really? Today we're shooting this on October 27th. And Coinbase, Coinbase crashed. crashed today yeah. because I don't know what's going crazy on there, but I guess a lot the of people- Shiba is going crazy. Shiba is going crazy. Because yeah. let's just say, like I'll throw, I'll throw numbers on this one because yeah. I was really uncertain about Shiba. I found that one two weeks ago. Yeah. And I threw 50 bucks into it. Yeah. And as of last night, it was worth 250 bucks. Oh, nice. And then this morning, it's like two more decimal points like yeah. up from what it was last night. So I don't even know what my 50 bucks is worth right now. I mean, some people think it might go to one cent. I know, which yeah. is like if you throw, I mean, it's at like four zeros. It's like yeah. 0 0.4 zeros and then a seven is where yeah. it's peaking at right now. Yeah. And that's crashing Coinbase. Yeah. So it's like if you throw 50 bucks into it right now and it's about to make its way to one yeah. cent. Yeah, you might have five grand. Yeah. yeah. So, and like to me, with crypto, because I started with stocks too, like my dad's like a oh, stocks yeah? guy, a right? Stock, huh? Like 
he's a corporate guy, but uh -huh. he put his savings into stocks, right? And so like I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. And so like when I learned about investing, I learned it about stocks first, right? Yeah. And he's really questioning about mm. stock, or excuse me, about crypto because yeah. he's a stock guy. Yeah. And so when I started buying crypto, I literally was like, okay, what amount of money am I okay with losing? Which yeah. is kind of like a negative way to look at it, but yeah. it's also like if it's something as volatile as coins, yeah. it's kind of a good way to look at it too, right? Yeah. That's why I threw 50 into Shiba just to see what would happen, yeah. right? And uh, it just was like, it was it was like feeding the beast because yeah. I threw 100 into Bitcoin and then it was worth 200 the next month. And I was like, shit, I guess I can put more in. And like, yeah. and it's like it turned out, like at least right now, buying certain coins is actually, it's like you can't look at, you almost can't look at it as how much can I lose. It's like, yeah. how much can I gain right now? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can always just watch it and if it starts falling, just pull out what your original investment was. Oh yeah, that's you know? a smart way to do it. Yeah. It's like, Pull out your initial investment and let the rest ride. Mm -hmm. But I think um, the market, the stock market or crypto market, is designed to fuck with human psychology. Yeah. Because a lot of humans don't have uh, DNA gratification. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. People really want that hit. Yeah. But if you would uh, hold it for like years, it would be worth way more. Thank you so much for watching the show. Detox with Allison is produced by Big Laugh Comedy. Big Laugh Comedy is changing the world one comedy experience at a time. We've got awesome stuff that we're working on, lots of live shows all over Texas, including San Antonio, San Marcos, Austin, Fort Worth, and even Dallas. There's also an awesome platform on our website at blcomedy.com where you can check out comedy news, funny articles, hilarious videos, and also this podcast. <laughs> so if you want to go find out all the latest things in the comedy world, go to blcomedy.com. And if you want to be the first to know about new tickets dropping and other fun opportunities, go to blcomedy.com slash VIP dash list and you'll sign up for our free VIP list where you can be the first one to get exclusive updates on all the cool comedy stuff happening in Texas. I'm so wondering why, because I heard people making jokes about like, oh, ask Ty about Ethereum and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. wondering what that timeline was for you, because I think that's so smart. Like, yeah. Cause I'll drive Lyft for extra money, and that's how I get my like, yeah. you know, investing money, right? And yeah. it's like, it, it's so funny that doing a job like Lyft or DoorDash or something, people think you're not being smart with your money. Hey, but there's a way you can be very think, smart with that. I think DoorDash, right? Yeah. Not Lyft. DoorDash is a great way for you and earn new stuff. Yeah. Because while you're driving, you can have something on that will educate you. Totally. Yeah. So you listen to like a lot of podcasts about it too? Uh, yeah, and other podcasts too. Cause you're just on the road right. and driving. Yeah, with Niff, you can't really do that. Yeah, you, you have, have to... to respect the. Yeah. <laughs> have you gotten? Have you gotten like a Lyft or an Uber driver that doesn't give a fuck about that rule? Um. So what I do is I would put on classical music. Yeah. When I drive for Niff, and uh. People compliment me on it. They're like, wow, you have the best music ever. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and all my rating would be good because I put on classical music. So that's a tip. If you drive for Nerf, put on classical music. My version. Because it's the most neutral music. That is true. Yeah. I was going to say, my version is like kind of house EDM, which like, when you say EDM, people think it's like, drop the bass, da -da -da. Oh, yeah. But like, house is like. Can be the chill. House is like the synth fun vibes that are more chill that yeah. like doesn't necessarily rock the house. Yeah. So that's what I put on when I'm driving Lyft and most people really are cool with that too. Um, <clears throat> you just made me think about though, like I've had 
several Lyft drivers that like totally just don't give a fuck about the rule. Like mm-hmm. they'll just keep their podcast on when I'm yeah. in the car. Or I, was, I've seen that. I, was, I hop in a couple uh yeah. Uber that have Joe Rogan on. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there was one, so I was in St. Louis one time and like it was like February or something. I was being such an idiot. I was like in St. Louis when it was really cold. Mm. And St. Louis cold is very cold. Like yeah. it's it's bad. And like uh, I went on a walk, mm-hmm. and I got so cold on this walk that I was like, I'm just going to dip into this CVS over here and call a lift to go home. Yeah. Because, like, I'm far from my house. I'm too cold. And I walk into the CVS, and, like, everyone in the off- in the store is kind of giving me a funny look. And I was like, okay, whatever. I call the lift, uh-huh. and the guy pulls up, and I get in the car, and he's like, all right, Mom, I'll talk to you later. Uh, <laughs> she's good. Bye. <laughs> he hangs up the phone, and I was like, I was like, were you scared I was catfishing you? Like, did you th- <laughs> did you think my profile picture on Lyft was incorrect? Yeah. He's like a black guy on the driving the car, and he's like, he was like, yeah. Uh, he was like, I was thinking you were gonna be a dude that was gonna get in here and try and steal my car. He was oh, like, you were in a rough part. He was like, there's Louis never man. white girls in this neighborhood by oh. themselves. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck! I didn't even know where I walked into. Like, <laughs> You know you're in a rough neighborhood when the NIF driver don't trust the profile pic. Dude, and he was a like a like a like a well built black man. Like and it was a white, like a small white girl's picture. And I was just like, dude, you definitely could have taken anyone that got into this car. Uh, But like, yeah, it was just so funny. And I was like, oh fuck. That's how St. Louis is though. It's like you walk two blocks and suddenly you're in one of those areas and you don't even know because the buildings all look the same. Oh. Yeah. So like Chicago is similar. Yeah. 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 Have you have you lived in any other cities in America besides Austin? No, I live in Austin pretty much. My ever since I got from Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. When I was five years old. I've been in Austin. Gotcha. Yeah. But I've been your... to Chicago, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. What brought your parents here? Uh the Vietnam War. Mm. So uh yeah, after the Vietnam War, um my dad went to prison. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when he got out, he started a family. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, like, a rumor that America is coming yeah. to get the veteran into the United States. It was just a rumor. Right. And uh, it turned out to be true. So uh, one night, wow. we went to the airport, and they scooped it up. Now we're in America. Holy shit. I know. It's like a, it's like a very quick thing. So like, y'all, like, evacuated, basically. Yeah. Is that... I feel like it's. I was gonna dripping. say, yeah, it's maybe because I'm moving. Yeah, but that Remember. shouldn't. Um, I need to send someone again. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean that's not gonna hurt anything. It's just I think he maybe like didn't twist it on. Oh all yeah, it didn't hurt at all. Um, but wow, that's so fascinating. So when your dad was fighting in the war, like he was clearly like on the. Yeah, he's in the field. Yeah, he yeah. was. Did he like? So he was a combat veteran. Yeah, he's like a like a sergeant. Of his yeah, person. yeah. But can I ask, like, why he went to prison? Like, was he? Um, you know, because I, of that's how it worked in the war. After you news, you go to prison. Yeah, okay. That's, I figured that was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like they're gonna nut you out. You gonna start rebelling? Yeah. And so he's clearly the rebel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you definitely wild. go to prison. Yeah. And uh, after you go out, you can't get a job. Right. Yeah. So uh, for his job, he would chop wood and stuff. Yeah. And put on a rickshaw bike. 
and just like drive it, it and sell it. And when he's on the road and he see like police officer or communist, he has to like go high. Jeez. And they get back in the road again. Because they could like throw him back into jail if they wanted, or do you think they'd just be shitheads? Or be shithead because they kind of know like yeah. who people are, you know? That's yeah. so wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you remember like being a kid over there at all? Um, I remember some instances, but not everything. I remember, um, so I kind of live in like the jungle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So d we didn't have like toilet, like flushing toilet. Right. So what a toilet is, it's like a huge hole in the ground. Yep. It's like a well. Right. And it's so huge that when you look down, it's kind of like you couldn't see like Where the stuff. end of it. Yeah. But you can smell it though. Right. <laughs> yeah. So take a shit. It's kind of scary because like you sit on the edge of the hole. Yeah. And you take a dump. Jeez. Yeah. So you fell down there. You're gone. Woo! Yeah, you're gone. Did people die like that? I have no idea, but oh, you would die. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could try to climb out. Like, if it's just dug in the ground, you could probably, like... You could, yeah. You could probably go to, like, the edge of it. Yeah. Probably kind of... Oh, that would be so not gross. Not drown, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's Your nostril crazy. would be gone. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. You'd be like, damn, I want COVID after this. I mean... <laughs> Take my smell. After you've done that... Nothing else could embarrass you out of that. Yeah. <laughs> they just call you the shit guy forever. Yeah, the shit guy, yeah. He literally crawled out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that happened to you, they'd probably put a rope down. So you could, yeah, yeah, reach you out. I think up. we're just dripping a little bit. I don't really know how to yeah. check it. Like, it's, I just saw, like, clear liquid from the IV come out for a second. Um... Thanks, Nurse Doza. Appreciate it. There we go. Thank you. Caught it. Yeah. Boom. You're making good progress on yours. Hell yeah. Um, that's so crazy. I didn't know that about you. Like, I love, I love finding out. Like, uh -huh. I love finding out that shit. Like, that's such an interesting way to like be raised. Like, did you feel like once you got over here, your parents like tried to? keep like some of your heritage plus also America? Like were they trying to do yeah, both? Or? Yeah, um, so my mom would teach me Vietnamese, how mm -hmm. to write in Vietnamese and mm -hmm. how to read the language. And she also made me learn English. So yeah. yeah, and in the household, we only speak Vietnamese to each other. We don't speak English. Do your parents speak English or did they when they moved over? Um, they don't really speak English. They speak a bit. Yeah. I think they don't want to learn English. They have like a something in their head that preventing from learning it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely older as an adult too. Like. Yeah. It's clearly, like, they weren't planning on moving here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not like they prepared by learning English, you know. Yeah, and I think they don't have any American friends to talk to because right. when you learn a language to use it, you have to like talk. Talk yeah. to like really get it. Yeah. You, you can learn from a book, but... Right. Yeah, you won't get it. It's completely different. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't claim to be totally bilingual, but I'm pretty good at Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree with you on that, where, like, mm. Baldo, one of the guys that works here, he yeah. he's fluent in both English and Spanish. Yeah. And uh, we'll travel together sometimes, usually to Spanish-speaking countries. Mm -hmm. And it's been crazy since I've started going on these trips with him. 
I thought I was okay at Spanish. And then, like, you go on these trips where you have to use it. Yeah. And you learn so much faster. Yeah. And I know that's not, like, a groundbreaking thing to say, but yeah. you don't really get it until you have to do it, you yeah. know? Yeah, I agree. Uh MSW Nutrition is a supplement line that helps all areas of your body, starting with the liver. Once the liver is detoxed, it helps everything else fall into place. On the MSW Nutrition website, howdoyouhealth.com, you can find all sorts of supplements to help with energy, mood, gut, sleep, digestion, you name it. There's a supplement for it on howdoyouhealth.com. And if you check out the website, you can use the code DETOX, D-E-T-A-L-K-S, at checkout to save 15%. All supplements in this line are the most bioavailable version possible, meaning everyone will have an easy time absorbing it. And all supplements are produced in FDA-approved labs. So check it out at howdoyouhealth.com. Use the code DETOX to save 15%. And if you want to check out the drinks that everyone talks about so much on the show, that's the Boost product. Again, howdoyouhealth.com, code DETOX. So you said you were five when you came over? Yeah. So you were like pretty much right about to start school. Yeah. Um, I went to pre-K mm -hmm. and then elementary. And that probably really helped you with your English too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you... it does. Uh, my mind kind of like refused to learn English in a way, because mm. I didn't like like uh, I don't know, I didn't like didn't like the writing. language as much. Yeah, I didn't like to study much. Mm. So I feel like my grammar got kind of messed up because I was really into hip hop music. Yeah, so I was writing raps and stuff like. Oh my god, that's like, awesome! English like essay and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you th you think your grammar was different because of that? Yeah, I think so. It kind of like, I, I fucked up. My grammar is still not like perfect. It's still yeah. not good. Yeah. That's, I mean, I also just don't think they really teach grammar in school though. <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, that's how you, you got know? pick on, right? Like, it's like, how much of that was you not wanting to learn it? And how much of that was us not learning it ever? Cause, yeah. Because I really like learning about sentence structure in college. Like, yeah. I just remember having to take an English class in college. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> like, I, I know English. This is my first language. Yeah. And I don't know the parts of a sentence. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting how they go about teaching it because English is such a weird language. Yeah, you it know? is weird, yeah. I think uh, we kind of learn it when we type in like Microsoft Word or That's like in true. a program and yeah. have that red thing yeah, if it's like wrong and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe I need a comma here right. or a period or an apostrophe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, you're right. I yeah. mean, computers taught us probably better than most of our teachers. Oh yeah. That's wild. So. When you were uh, growing up, like, did you did you like comedy? Like, what started your interest in comedy? Where did that right. come in? So, have you seen a movie called Me, Myself, and Irene? No. Uh, it's a movie with Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. And he's, like, delusional. Uh, what what are those people call where they take on, like, another personality? Oh, multiple and they, personality. Yeah, yeah, so he had that with three different personalities. Yeah. Yeah, and... uh. The plot is very silly, but right. he raised three black kids. Like <laughs> chubby, very big black kids. Um, and then those kids were watching uh, Chris Rock HBO special. Right. So that's a scene in that movie. Those kids were watching it, and they were all laughing and stuff. And, and so he just looked at them it. like, yeah. So I was like, oh, who's that? Yeah. I remember the first Chris Rock joke I heard. Uh, 
the best place to pick up chick is at an abortion clinic because you know they have sex before. That's the first. I think they show it in that movie. So yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? So after that, I started listening to Chris Rock heavy. Yeah. And I felt like, I don't know, Chris Rock just seemed like a guy that was like very smart to me. Right. Yeah. But I didn't start doing comedy, you know, till like I was old, like years later. Yeah, I'm like twenty five or twenty six. I'm thirty three now, six years. Can't even do the math on that. <laughs> thirty three minus six. Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I talked to a comedian. No, no, I've done felt like they started late. Right. And the thing about comedy is, right, it doesn't matter when you start it. If you're hot right now, you're hot. Right. Like, if you have a good 10 minutes right now that kill it, right. then you're hot. Rather than somebody that do it, did it for like a long time, but they just don't have the material at that time. Or right. they don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, I don't know. I feel like comedy is one of those things that definitely, clearly time helps you get better. Yeah. Right? But it's also like, hey, if you're booking right. a show. That's the thing about that, though. What? When you say time, how you get better. Right. That that will only work if you kind of like progress. Right. But I've seen comedians time where they go down because they do the same thing the same and they thing. don't change it up. Yeah. And they actually gotten worse. Right. So, yeah. Because they get lazy with the same material. Yeah, same material. And uh, the material now with society, mm -hmm. Some of that material won't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because now you have to be even more tactful than before. Because that's such a crazy time, too. Yeah, right now it's like a time where it's like... Yeah. yeah. Can you... I hope in, like, 10 years we look back at comedy from right now and go, what the fuck was going on? Yeah, what the <laughs> like, fuck was going like, on? thank God those jokes don't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how crazy we were? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. That is a good point, though. It's like... I'll, I'll update what I was saying. T time helps you get better as long as you keep working on it. Yeah. So you have to be aware of like right. where society is at, where the mind is at. Right. But there's also, it's like, it's like comedy is definitely to some degree, like if you're funny, you should get booked. But there's a little bit of like, some people will look at someone and say, oh, you've only been doing it a year. I don't mm. want you on my show yet. Really? People do that? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I know. That's so crazy. I know. To me, it's like, like this person uh, is hot. They're killing it. And yeah. And put them on the show. Right. And yeah. I think that's been less of an issue yeah. more recently. And I don't, I think, like, it definitely wasn't, like, everyone thought that way. But mm. it was definitely kind of a thing for a, a while. And I've, oh, wow. I've noticed it. And, like... But it's so interesting because I, I love seeing the reverse happen. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Connor Nutt, he's been doing comedy for less than a year, but he's yeah. really fucking funny. Mm -hmm. And he killed it. I think he did like a 15-minute set at yeah. Romo Room. And he was telling me he was like so excited about this set that he did. And it was really good. And then someone came up to him after and was like, dude, how long have you been doing comedy? That was so good. And he mm -hmm. was like, oh, I've been doing it for five months. And they were <laughs> like, what? How did yeah. you just do 10 or 15 or whatever it was? Like that good? And it's like, he's been working hard, yeah. you know? That's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. Like, there's definitely things you need to learn about being on stage, but, yeah. like, if you're good, you're good, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. To me, it's about momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, what was the hardest part about comedy for you when you first started? 
Um, I was afraid that nobody, based on my voice, they mm. won't understand the stuff that I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That was uh, an insecurity mm -hmm. I had to overcome. Uh, and I was really nervous every yeah. time I got on stage. I was like, shit, scared, nervous. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's so scary. The first few times doing comedy is like Dude. the scariest shit <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, it's so scary. Like, you have no idea how scary it is. Yeah. Yes. Had Crazy. You, had you done anything else on stage before you tried comedy? Like, had you done any other type of performance? Um, so, in middle school, um, and uh, in elementary, so in elementary, instead of, you know how you go from fifth grade to sixth grade? Mm -hmm. They put me in this thing called magnet program. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird, like, school where, like, it's kind of better. In a way that you have a teacher that's like very like personal to you okay. and all the other students. Yeah. So instead of learning regular stuff, we would learn how to like program Legos, oh, robot, wow. and all not cool stuff. We go on our field trip and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that class, they have this thing where every uh, Friday you have to go up and you have to do a presentation. Mm. So uh, I did a presentation on like mummies. Right. And stuff. Yeah. I was so nervous. I was crying, like, after I, I did the presentation. That's how nervous yeah. I was. Yeah, but throughout the whole thing, people were, like, laughing and stuff. Laughing their ass off. Yeah. Yeah, I, di I didn't know why. Right. Yeah, I was just saying facts about mummies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And uh, in high school, I experienced something similar. In high school, you know how some curriculum to make you take, but then that you pick? Right. So then that you pick speech, history, or something else. Yeah, you kind of choose. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I pick a speech, mm -hmm. and uh, I have to do something similar. And like every Friday, we had to give a speech and stuff. Yeah. So every Friday, I would go up and talk, and people would laugh to the point where the whole class would anticipate me every Friday. That's so funny. Yeah. That's but I didn't cool. thought anything of it. Back then, I didn't even think it's. I didn't really know about stand-up comedy, even though I know about right. Chris Rock and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because, like, I've seen you perform so many times. Yeah. And just, like, knowing you as a person, like, yeah. there's, there's something about the way that you say stuff that's just so dry and, yeah. like, matter-of-fact. And you're a very nice, like, happy guy. Yeah. But just the way you say stuff, it's a very dry humor delivery that, like, uh -huh. like you said, it's like, I'm just saying facts about mummies, and we both laughed. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, you're not even trying to be funny, and there's something about the way you say it that's funny, you know? Yeah. So that kind of shows, like, a little precursor to what yeah. your stand-up would be. That's really but cool. But my biggest awakening in comedy is... uh. When I did this mic at, uh, I forgot the place called, it's at Barton, Austin Java, mm -hmm. but it wasn't the one on Barn Spring, it was the one on 38 in downtown somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And they used to have a mic hosted by Andrew Murphy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that particular day, there's a group of blind people. Like elderly blind people, there's this woman needing them, yeah, and she brought them to an open mic. Oh, I know. So, uh, watching AV comedian went up, they got heckled. Oh god. Yeah, because those people don't give a shit. You're bad. They can't they even see you. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. So I was just watching comedian go up there get heckled, but I was really nervous when I went up there, 
the first half of my set was riffing with them. Right. And uh, I got them on page, so I just did my set. Yep. And there was so much laughter, and the applause was, like, so great. That gave me confidence where it's, like, you know, uh, if your material is good, they don't yeah. have to see you yeah. to be into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good realization. And, like, was that one of the first times you also actually, like, talked to the crowd and did some crowd work? Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really had no choice. Uh, when I went up, I forgot something. They say something, and I say something about Oriental, and they just bust out laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I got them, I got them already. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's cool. Yeah, like I always found that like the crowd stuff was the scariest for me. Oh, the crowd interaction. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, just cause like. I grew up, and I totally agree with you, by the way, that comedy is, like, so terrifying. It's very, yeah, it's very terrifying. <laughs> my first open mic was at Kick Butt. Yeah. I did, like, the Wednesday open mic at Kick Butt. And I just remember, like, almost hiding in the bathroom because I was, like, so scared. Oh, yeah. I didn't know how to write a joke at the time. I was like, I just need to go up and, like, tell a couple things that I think are jokes. Yeah. <laughs> tell a funny story and just, like, get it over with. I, like, knew I was going to bomb my yeah. first set, right? And I was just so scared. And it's interesting because, like, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the audience interaction. For me, at yeah. least. Because, like, I grew up acting and, mm -hmm. like, doing orchestra and singing. Like, I did all of these different things that required me to be on stage yeah. when I was a kid. And then I tried stand-up and I wanted to shit my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, stand-up just causes you to be so much more personal with the audience. Yeah. You have to talk to them. You have to address, like you said, the thing that's happening in the room. If there's a group of people heckling everyone, you got to talk to them. You yeah. know, it's like, and I think the unknown really freaked me out. Yeah. You know, and so it was. It took a lot to, I mean, I still get nervous about that, but it's a, definitely a muscle you need to train. You oh, yeah. Know? I still get nervous. I did a mic yesterday on new material. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was pretty nervous about the material for going yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I think, do people ask you a lot if you still get nervous? Because I get asked that a lot. And it's like, um, absolutely. Not a lot. Yeah. But um, I guess I learned how to mask my nervousness. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't really get nervous at shows when I look at it. And right. I see the host doing well and the person before me doing well. I'm like, okay, this right. is a very control environment and they're like really into it yeah now if i was to do a show at like outdoor show with like there's many distractions right. then i'll get nervous yeah yeah that's true yeah it's so it's interesting right like i i do almost get more nervous at open mics mm. and i always thought it was because it was new material mm. but i think part of it is also because it's such a chaotic environment yeah it's like it's hard for me to even tell if these jokes are good because yeah. no one's paying attention. No one paying attention, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like extra yeah. scary. It's like, please, I just need to know if these jokes are good. So at an open mic, if like one of my jokes and like a little laugh, mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, that's... I can try that on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. That's worth working on. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to look at it. Because you're right. Like I think a lot of people don't realize 
Because I hear so many people being like, I always wanted to try stand-up. I've always wanted to do an open mic. And I'm like, you can go tonight. (laughs) (laughs) The barrier to entry is zero. Just show up on time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like... People always just are like, oh, my God, that's so cool that you do open mics. And it's like, I hate it. <laughs> it's like, I do it. But it's also this, almost the scariest part because you're working on new stuff. No one wants to listen to you. Like, it, everything is against you at an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely less glamorous than I think a lot of people realize. <laughs> I guess it's worth it. You do the open mic and you finally get put on a hot show. For and sure. then you get to see all this material. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. Like, if there's someone that I've only ever seen in an open mic, and then they get booked on a show, or I book them on a show, and, like, I get to watch their actual set in front of a real audience. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, you are funny. (laughs) I couldn't hear you over the people screaming at the open mic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Since uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy, um, I've been thinking about dopamine regulation. Yeah. So you know how you're on a hot show and you kill, you get a lot of dopamine, right? All yep. the people energy going to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get really high dopamine, but with really good dopamine is faster for you to be sad. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I would balance it out by like um you know, sometimes I'll be putting on live shows, like hot shows, like back to back and stuff. Yeah. So I would balance it out with like hitting a mic and just bomb. And then <laughs> just bring me back to like. Bring you back to center. Center, yeah. I like that because, yeah, that's a that's a thing that people don't realize with like the, the happy hormones. Yeah, right? the happy hormone, it's right? like you, you get a spike of dopamine yeah. and then like the other ones will also spike yeah. to try and balance it yeah. out and it or, does this. Yeah. Or you when wanna... you get put on a hot show and you crush it, but then the whole week you're not on any show, so you're, you're dopamine. Like, yeah, it's like, what yeah. the fuck? So you're saying though, you'll like do a hot show and raise that dopamine and yeah. then you're like, nope, I'm the one making the dopamine crash yeah. by bombing at a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you think about that because it's true. Like I... Yeah. I didn't even look at it that way, but I was looking at my but, shows for this week, and I was like, oh, I don't have any shows this week. Shit. <laughs> but to me, the greatest feeling is actually getting an applause break and an open mic for new material. Yeah. There's nothing greater than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate high for me. Yeah, well, because yeah. you, like, got the attention of all the distracted yeah. people. Yeah. And then the joke was Especially so good. Especially it's a dead over mic where every comedian, like, <laughs> one after one just... They just leave after they're set. Yeah. Or they're just not paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. You're right about that, though. And are there things that you do to, like, take care of yourself outside of comedy to, like, try and help with the mood balance stuff? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a problem uh, for a lot of comedians. Yeah, I go inside nature a lot without mm. my cell phone and just walk. Yeah. And uh, and it's great for coming up with material. If anything comes, it just comes. But I don't right. walk to like come up with yeah. material. I just walk to like trying to be present right. as possible. Yeah, I do that. It helps a lot. Uh, I feel like when I use the phone, right? Mm-hmm. If I use it often, I get addicted to it. Like I check Facebook, Instagram story. Yeah. Like, Constantly. Me too. Yeah, it's like uh, very easy for me to get addicted to it. And when you use social media, you see like, what comedian. So when we check out friendship, you see them on shows and everything. Yes. Oh man, they're having so much fun. Right. So it created that fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good. I, I agree, like nature time is so necessary. Yeah. 
do you, because we talked a little bit about meditating before we started the podcast. Like, do you mm. meditate regularly or would you say nature is the number one for you? Um, to me, being in the moment itself, mm -hmm. like, whatever you're in, that's like meditation. Yeah. Yeah, or like, that's the purpose of meditation to help you, like, be more present. Right. Yeah, so if you can be present in whatever activity you're doing, then you're meditating. Meditating. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I, I agree. That's a, something I've talked about with uh, my boyfriend quite a lot because, like I mentioned to you yeah. before, like he's really into meditation. And yeah. I think it's very good to do that. It's a good practice. Yeah. Um, but he made a really good analogy about it yesterday when we were talking about it. He was like, yeah, he goes, you think of your meditation practice, whatever it is, regular mm. meditation, nature time, like breath work. He's very pro, like you have to sit and meditate. Mm. <laughs> um, but he was like, He's like, look at your meditation as if it's like the bicep curl for mm -hmm. your presence, yeah. right? And he was like, you know, if if someone's been working out for a year mm. and there's one day where they haven't worked out yet, but they need to lift all this heavy shit from mm. their car, he's like, they're not going to freak out and be like, I haven't worked out today. I can't do this. Yeah. He's like, no, you've been working out for a year. And he's yeah. like, it's the same with meditation. Like, you take time out to like consciously meditate or mm -hmm. be present. Yeah. And then if there's a day when you miss it, mm -hmm. you still know how to access that because you've been practicing it for yeah. so long, you know? Okay. And I was like, I like that because I always get annoyed if there's like someone who says, don't talk to me until I've meditated or don't talk to me until I've gone to yoga today or whatever. And I'm just like, you're missing the whole point. Yeah, you're missing <laughs> the whole point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now your chance to be present yeah. with this conversation you don't want to hear. Yeah. 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 They're like, I haven't meditated to center myself today. It's like, I just don't think you're getting centered in your meditation yeah. if you need it in the morning, you know? But the most important thing about being in the moment for me, it helped me listen to my thoughts. Mm. Yeah. So I can now wish thoughts to pass and wish thought that I can energize. Yeah. So all the negative thoughts, I'm like, okay, I can just not unpack. It's like kind there. of pleasant, yeah, because like, oh, it's not true. It's just in my head. Right. Yeah. And if I have good thoughts, then, you know, I could play with them. Yeah. Or like, think about them, and then let it energize me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it. And I think a very useful message for a lot of comedians. Yeah, I mean, I think, for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, the only thing that's killing humanity right now is our own head. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we identify with enough stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where cancel culture come in. Right. Like, we try to create so much rule and so much identity to where if anything triggered that, then, like, that person get canceled. Right. Yeah. So humanity is going to kill themselves with identity. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that, um, this is definitely, uh, I don't remember who said it, but it was definitely from a Rogan podcast. <laughs> um, it's one of the researchers he had on said that, like, there's a weird phenomenon in a lot of societies right before they collapse mm -hmm. of, like, being obsessed with identity and yeah. obsessed with gender. And I'm yeah. not trying to say, like, gender identity isn't important, people yeah. should do what feels best for them, but it's, like, the obsession with it. Yeah. Kind of like how you're talking with anything. Yep. And it's like, it's not only happening with gender right now. Mm -hmm. It's happening with all these different things in our country. Yeah, And I agree with you. Like, I think people, people latch on to opinions mm -hmm. or ideas and they identify with those. Yeah. And it's different than having values, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people combine their opinions with 
what they think are values. Mm -hmm. So it's like, say, I'll never kill. And so then my opinion is I'm pro-life. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, I see how they draw it out as an extension of a value. Yeah. But it's still like an opinion. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's very hard for people to understand that like, even if you feel very strongly about something mm -hmm. for your own life or the people you're around, yeah. there are other people out there that yeah. feel very differently. Yeah, and their situation are different. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't been through what they've been through. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you if you identify too, I mean, this is, comes back to presence. Like, mm -hmm. if you're identifying so strongly with things that have happened to you in the mm -hmm. past, yeah. and that's your reasoning for thinking a certain way now, Yeah. It's like that's also harmful. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like being present is about like not ignoring the past or the future, but yeah. understanding that like all I can really manage is right now. Yeah. And if I'm worried about what did happen or what I think is about to happen, I yeah. don't get I don't get to work on what I actually can work on, which is right now. Yeah. You know? So I'm at a point, right? I, I'm going to try to explain something yeah. to you, see if you'll get it. Yeah. Detox with Allison is also sponsored by MSW Vitamin Lounge here in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. You can see we're in the How Do You Health studio. Uh, they let us use the space as well as give us our IVs. They quite literally hook us up with vitamin IVs for every show. This is a full-service vitamin IV and injection studio. You can also get chiropractic services, blood work consultations, PRP facials, and a whole lot more. We're very grateful to be doing the show here. You can check out MSW Lounge at MSW Lounge on Instagram or on HowDoYouHealth.com. So I'm at a point when like the past is not real, right? Because mm -hmm. based on like my own interpretation, everybody is, right? right? So um, I just break everything down to the basic, right? How like how we're taught everything, right? So let's say a country, right? Before it was a country, it was a part of land. Right. And a lot of people live in it, so they created a language. Right. They created border, and all of that, they created a race. Right. Blah, blah, blah. They created language. So everything was created in human interpretation. Right. And then as you grow older, you get more interpretation, more perspective. Mm -hmm. But you look back at what happened, and you kind of see it's like it was built on that, then it, was, it wasn't real. Right. Kind of like the corner it. red is not red. It's just there, and we like, put a name we, on it. Yeah, a name on it. So everything that happened to you, you put a name on it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So if you look at it, if like an alien look at your life to like a movie from the past to like right. present to them is like not real because they don't have those interpretations. Or it's just like that thing happened. Yeah. Right? Like well, the thing is they'll see it and they don't they don't even see corners. Yeah. Because what taught corners. Right. Yeah. So it's like Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean I, I definitely understand that line of thought because it's like like <laughs> Like, our, our famous crystal over here. No, we have this giant ass fucking quartz see, crystal right see, here. A podcast is real to us because we kind of agree what a podcast is. Right. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. We agree this is a chair. Right. And it's real. Yeah. Yeah. But what's real is based off of the human mind that we created. So yeah. all the stuff we fight over about, it's not even science. It's not even it's one plus one equal two. Not even that, even created. Yeah. Problem we created interpretation. Right. Yeah. And even one plus one 
equal two isn't real. Like if you break it down, because that's something we created to like have to two of something. Explain something. Explain something. Yeah. What we explain isn't even real because we created it. It's Everything, all stories. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But that it's the most is. accurate thing to measurement numbers, but it's still a story. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot, and that's that actually is very similar to what Alex and I talk about a lot, is like, what is reality versus what is not? Yeah. And you're right. At the, basic, at the basics of everything, Yeah. that's just an item sitting in front of me. Yeah. I've decided to call it a crystal. Yeah. Uh, but, like, coming back to your point about past, present, future, you know, if an alien were to watch the movie of my life, mm -hmm. they're just, they're like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. You know, like, they don't really have emotional yeah. attachment to yeah. it. They don't really know what any of it means. Yeah, they don't know the good or bad moment in exactly. your life. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, oh, these are the things that happened during the span of this person's life. Yeah. And it's like, and it's very objective and detached. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, they're like, why does this person go on stage and talk in front of strangers? I know! <laughs> Man, she says the word dick too often. I don't understand. What is that? <laughs> like, what are these people getting out of this weird thing? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to appreciate identity because of all the stuff that it brings, like right. creativity. And for us to, for comedy to work, you know, we have to make fun of identity. Right. And stuff. Yeah, so I appreciate it for that. Right. But, yeah, but that's our downfall. Do you feel like the way, like, looking at life like that kind of helps you to, um, clearly it helps to keep you centered. Because you're a very, like, kind and calm and also funny person. Yeah. Do you feel like it helps you, like, write better jokes, just be better in life in general? Because, like... It's hard to be mad once you look at things that way. Oh, yeah. It's you know? very hard to be mad. Yeah, like something happened to you and you think that, oh, it's not even real. It's my interpretation of it. Right. Yeah. Or like saying, I mean. It's almost like this... other people are in like a movie. Like right. they're playing out the script, their identity. <laughs> they're not calling... realizing it's not real. <laughs> You're calling everyone NPCs over here? <laughs> I met people that called people NPC before. And it's weird. Like, it's, it's like, how, how dare you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are out of your mind. I wouldn't trust crazy. you if, like, <laughs> it wasn't a hostage situation. <laughs> I didn't want to be around you. <laughs> Dude, I did see a meme that made me laugh about that the other day. It was like, if we're not living in a simulation and NPCs don't exist, how come you've never seen your neighbors bring in their groceries? <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's, it's hard to be mad. And it's also just like, when you said, like, something happens to me and then I get mad and then I'm like, oh, well, that's my interpretation. Yeah, it's your like, interpretation. You can even go so far as to be like, yeah, like, maybe this thing happened to me. Yeah. But it's like, well, what can I learn from this? Oh, like, yeah. Like, the, totally. the, the verbiage of this happened to me, like, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's totally bad to say something happened to me because mm -hmm. I really do think sometimes, you know, like, you're set out to do a thing and then you get in a car crash or yeah. like, you know and it's like genuinely i got t-boned this was not me causing the crash like someone yeah. else caused the crash but it's like okay this happened to me or you can say where do i go from here it's yeah. like rather than just saying like oh this happened to me and now i'm like dealing with all the aftermath of why this thing happened to me and everything's coming at me and it's like okay sure yeah 
but how are you going to use that to get out of the situation that you're interpreting as bad? Oh, you yeah. know, it's like rather than t- taking the the again, I, I'm not saying victims aren't real, but yeah. rather than just getting woe is me about it, it's like cool, this bad thing happened. How do I go from here? Rather than just like wallowing in it and being sad, yeah, and like getting worked up or identifying even over that thing. And um, that's not to say working on those thought patterns isn't necessary. Yeah. It's like, you know, you could have some really terrible thing happen to you and it takes a long time to process it and get oh, over yeah. it. But it's like, the to me, I think the goal should always be like, where do I go from here? Yeah. Because you're I right. Agree. In the yeah. eyes of the universe or whatever you want to call it, just physics. Yeah. It's just a thing happening. Yeah, everything is neutral. There's no good or bad. Yeah, there's no good or bad. Yeah. yeah. Everything is neutral. And I think it's hard for a human to understand that. Well, like we said, you know, people might have super strong values. Yeah. And you're taught that, um, you know, seeing seeing something that, like, you're taught that violence is bad. Yeah. And most of us would agree that that's a value we have. Violence is bad. Yeah. Right? But then there's always... Yeah. There's a thing in science that's basically like, if you can disprove a hypothesis once, then that hypothesis is it's not like true. It's like Right? Yeah. And so it's like, cool, let's say 99 times out of 100, violence is bad. Someone is just being a dickhead and they're being violent. Yeah. But what about that one instance where a mom has to punch someone in the face to run away with a loaf of bread to feed her kids? Yeah. That was violence. Yeah. But was it bad? Because she was doing it to feed her kids. Yeah. You know? So it's like, when you you leave that window open for interpretation, uh, it it just shows you that things are less binary than we want to make them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... I wouldn't want to say non-binary, then I'm stuck inside <laughs> binary. Non-binary. It's very gray. Yeah, it's yeah. gray, yeah. Yeah. Do you do anything to help you, like... I mean, it might just be, think like, a mantra, like, or just a saying that you have in your head that, like, kind of keeps you on that path, but, like... Uh... Like, do you do anything to help you keep that mindset, or did you read something that brought this to your attention? Like, how did you... So when I walk, I just trying to break everything down to like its most simplest form Mm. in a way that's like, so when I walk, I kind of like, I don't know, I see everything as like not real, like none of my thought is real. Mm. Like thoughts come in like, oh, not real. That's a thought. Yeah. Yeah, So when I walk and I be present in the moment and I see like everything is like not real, it just my brain is running and it's interpreting stuff. Yeah. Kind of like, I wouldn't say shutting my brain down, but I definitely put it inside like a, another mode. Yeah. Yeah, to where I don't need to use it and I feel much freer not right. using it. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like, oh yeah, I've been tapping into my body more. Mm. Uh, be aware of my movement. It helped me stay in the moment right. and my breath and stuff. So I feel like maybe I reached a point of evolution where I should trust my body more than my brain. Because mm. I see where my brain gets me. Right. Yeah, so now I feel like I'm out of my brain and still being a person inside my brain. Because inside my brain, I'm a person named Ty Nguyen right. doing a podcast right now talking to you. Right. Outside of my brain, Everything is just energy, and right. I'm just interpreting it this way. So yeah. outside of my brain, everything is neutral. Yeah. Right. 
And your yeah, your brain is assigning the different. Yeah, yeah. assigned of yeah. I love that, and it's so crazy that you say that because like, there are studies now on those different brain states. Yeah. Right. Like it sounds very much like when you go out in nature and you're really practicing presence and getting more into your body. Like I I believe that's alpha brain state, which yeah. is what. Some people would call flow state. I guess that's a good state to be in. It uh, is, but it's like state. because it's like it, it helps you create easier because you're present. Yeah. You know, you're just kind of letting things come to you as they do. Yeah. Do kind of whatever your body is saying you need to do or whatever. Yeah. And it's so cool saying like, I'm trying to get out of my head and more into my body and my yeah. heart even because like, I know there's some research coming out now that like we've known that the brain and our neurons are super electro magnetically mm -hmm. charged, right? But what's interesting is the heart yeah. actually has a stronger electrical output in one direction. Yeah. Like the brain kind of is scattered all throughout the body to send impulses in different places. And the yeah. heart is like a much stronger, like, it, it sounds weird, but like if you're standing in front of a person and you were to try and feel like where the electric oh, yeah. current is coming from, you'd feel it from their heart. Because the it beats like straight out almost when you yeah. do like, there's these scans that they can do on electrical uh, currents in the body and the heart is always the strongest in one direction. Huh. And it's just interesting to think about because it's like, I think you're right. Like the the brain is probably our computer processor that's yeah. trying to make sense of everything we're seeing. Yeah. But the body and the heart have their own functions and ways to store memories or emotions or um, know what you need to keep yourself healthy. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention by literally checking in and yeah. being like, all right, let's drop down, let's do a scan. It's like. Like a body scan, you know, yeah. you might be mentally doing it, but uh -huh. like just the visual of like scanning down forces you to be aware of your big toe, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, cool. And the body's intelligence is just, just starting to be understood. Yeah. And I really appreciate that you are like, you're actually like way far along in that. Like, I think there's not many people who are tapped in like that. It's really cool. Yeah, I feel like. I'm evolving. Yeah. That was the words to say it. Right. Yeah, but I think uh, you don't have to be, like, mentally smart to be, like, I don't even think I'm smart. I'm just in the moment, and I just throw everything I know away. Right. Yeah. Approach everything like it's a new thing. Yes. Yeah. Um... Sometimes when I'm in the moment, like, I go to an open mic, everything feels fresh again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're excited and yeah. you're just like, oh, wow, yeah. Um, ever since I've been neutral, I kind of appreciate stuff that people consider bad. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel, I feel like those stuff have to happen for us to appreciate the good stuff. That's like a big, I mean, that's a big theory just in... Um... Some of the more like new age philosophy stuff, yeah. right? Where it's like you don't get to know what good is until yeah. you've experienced bad. Yeah. And I know we just said those are both interpretations, yeah. but it's like those interpretations are still valid. They're still valid. Right? It's yeah. not like it's not like you're saying don't have interpretations. Yeah. It's just understand that they're interpretations. Yep. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I agree with you. Like you you don't no, you wouldn't know what good is unless you had something to compare it to. Yeah. Which I think is kind of what I was trying to get at when it's like, okay, something bad happens in your life. Yeah. How do you come out of it? Yeah. It's like you, you have to know 
that bad thing happened, but now you can. Now you now know you can, it. Now yeah. You, yeah. Now you know. Okay. Like, I don't want this again. It's like people that you know, people that heal people, right? Right. They wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't went through that same drama right. and they healed from it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the gift was created from whatever happened to them. Right. Same with comedian. A lot of comedians start comedy after something drastic happens. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And I, it's so funny because everyone kind of knows that with comedians, right? Like yeah. something happened or whatever, and then you started comedy. But everyone's always shocked when a doctor says like, oh, yeah, I've had to have four heart surgeries. And now yeah. I'm the one doing the heart surgeries. It's like, yeah. no shit. He knows what it's like to be in your position. He wants to help you out of it, you know? I guess here's the good thing about being human is, it's like, we don't change until shit hit the fan. Right. <laughs> yeah, diamonds right? are built under pressure, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then, but that's the good thing about humanity, yeah. too. Well, that's the good thing about having a brain and being stubborn as a human. Right. Because you know everything already in life. could be kind of boring, boring to you. Because you're able to create stuff at a very fast pace. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you feel like once you're more neutral and aligned, like, it helps you to create more, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, because you don't, like, your attention isn't scattered. But you need to learn what it's like to be scattered before yeah. you get to, yeah. Yeah. I love that. This is, oh, I love this conversation so much. Dude, I um, think there's people out there that understand this reality so well that they just yeah. sit in a mountain. And they disappear and shit. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's no more fun for now. That's a thing though. Like yeah. you, you hear about like Buddhists, especially Buddhist like masters that yeah. just they fucking they're like, all right, I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm done. Gonna... I'm gonna tap out yeah. and disappear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. And give my robes to somebody else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But it's that also kind of gives like a if we're gonna get into the woo-woo, like it get it gets it gives you a little insight to like how much control do we have? Because there are like so many stories of someone just like fucking off and living a perfect life after they decided to fuck off. Yeah. Or disappearing because yeah. they went into a meditation and yeah. they're like, all right, I'm done. It's like, well, they just made that decision to do that. So like if they can make a decision to do something like that, yeah. can't you make a decision to go get that new job or like oh, yeah. ask that person out? Like if like you really do have deciding control over a lot more. Yeah. Than you'd think. Yeah. It's very helpful. Yeah. yeah. But you also need to give yourself that permission. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> this could go permission. on all day. This yeah. is Jalen's like, what did Allison smoke before she came into the podcast? <laughs> yeah. This is a weird, I haven't had a conversation like this on the podcast before. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, how, how long have you been like pondering things like this? Is this. Um, for a long time, I don't, I have nobody to talk to about them. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't. Um, yeah, I really don't have people to talk about with. Or I explain concept, but right. they don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I try and break it down as much as possible. I'm like, right. you still don't get it? Yeah. Yeah, so. That's cool. Because it, it definitely, like. I feel like, you know, we all have to go through a journey, something had to happen that kind of wake us up. Yeah. So finally at a point in time when people tell me stuff, I wouldn't get it right. until something happened. And now. And now you understand. Yeah, I'm more aware, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm it's a process. 
I've definitely had a lot of things like that where something terrible happens mm-hmm. to me in the moment, and yeah. then that is where the benefit of analyzing your past comes in, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're present and you're just kind of sitting there and maybe something, like, suddenly makes you feel wonky, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. don't feel good. Yeah. And then you go, wow, what happened why did I have past? that reaction? Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, oh, it's because when I was 12, yeah. that my parents said this to me or yeah. whatever, or, like, my friend stole a thing from me. And it's like, it could be something so silly. Like, yeah. literally, like, a bully stole my lunch money. Yeah. But it was like... That created a pattern in you. Yeah. That now when someone takes money from you, it's like, yeah. oh fuck, you know? And yeah. and it's it's just it doesn't fix what happened to you in the yeah. past. It just makes you understand. Understand. So when similar situations come, you don't do the same pattern. Right. And the thing is, right? We don't even know, like, most of our this decision we made is already made. Yeah. Like, it's stored in our body. Right. Unless we go back in time. Like you say, and we figure out what happened, and we realize that pattern, and right. we're conscious when it happened, and we do something different. We're like, right. oh, okay, maybe this why I'm broke because because of this same pattern. pattern. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because like, and when you say like stored in the body, memories can literally be stored in the body or yeah. emotion, especially yep. emotion. That's why I feel like you know, once you cry, you kind of get rid of some of that information that was yeah. stored in your body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about that. You were saying you think, like, the the healthiest people yeah. in the world yeah. are the ones that have control over their mind. Yeah. And I agree. Because yeah. it's like, if, if you know how to bring yourself back to that centered place, yeah. you're not going to crave bad foods. Yeah. You're going to know it's time to go on a walk. You're yeah. going to know I want to go to sleep. Yeah. Like, you're going to be more in touch with yeah. what your needs are. Yeah. And you can even enjoy that bad food. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. And you know, you're like, yeah. I'm choosing this because I really like the taste. Yeah. And that's that's it. I'm not going to have a bad reaction to it. It's yeah. cool. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, and it sounds so ridiculous. Clearly, I've also been, like, considering these things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous to a lot of people that this could be, like, a mentality and I'm not saying it's the end all be all one but I do find a lot of understanding with others mm-hmm. coming from that place yeah it's like as soon as you it's equanimity like as soon as you know that any of your thoughts or opinions are based on your past experience yeah. and you're like a product of your environment yeah. you can't really hate anyone else oh it's yeah like they were just a product of a different environment that yeah. I don't understand yeah so I guess once you see how like how somebody is kind of like made based on the belief system they have grown up, and you're able to see yours. Then yeah. You say, oh wow, we were just taught this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get to once you make the realization of oh, I was taught this way. Yeah. Then you can say, do I like, still want to believe this? Yeah. Yeah. You do know? I want to throw it in people's face like this right. is the thing you should do? Does yeah. this even make sense to me anymore? Does this work for me? Yeah. Do I want to continue believing this? Yeah. So me, I just see myself as something that. Constantly upgrade. I'm not, like, stuck in one belief system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that way, too. It's like there's there's clearly wisdom anywhere you go. Yeah. And you kind of just get to collect different pieces of it. Yeah. <laughs> along the way. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, you say you don't really, like, have many people to talk to about this. You Do you... I know you're friends with a lot of comedians. Like, do you have friends outside of that much or you just don't really feel like any of them um thing is um 
I can hang out with people if I want to. That's like enough group that's like I know that's like out there, you know. Right. People I can hit up, go party and stuff. Right. Um, I feel like I know when like I want like interaction and stuff, and mm -hmm. when I don't want it. Right. Yeah, and um. I gotten so well at analyzing people's thoughts pattern that I know which when I talk to which person what they're gonna talk about. And I know that's kinda like He's like, I read you today, Allison. It's like, no, just based on the belief system, I know what this person is gonna be drawn to talking about. Right. Or like this group, so they talk about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I hang out with a group of Asian, right? They're gonna talk about Asian stuff. <laughs> Oh, they got hurt by white people. They're going to shit on white people. <laughs> so I know when I go there what the stuff that they're going to be talking about. You're like, about. I got the jokes already written. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I am with people, I guess. Yeah. 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 Is that... Uh... Is that how you approach shows too? Like, do you kind of scan the audience to see what the vibe is? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could, based on their reaction to the person before me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your special since we haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah. Um, what's it called? How um, long is it? It's called Pigeon Confetti. It's fifty minute long, and that's me recording it at Stateside Paramount when I was two years into comedy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a wild ride. I know. Yeah. Okay, so like, I have questions about this because yeah. it's like, how how did you get into Stateside to do that? Like, what made you want to record it? Like, um, So I wanted to record it because I heard somebody say that, uh, you know, you should retire your material once you have like, an hour or right. something, so yeah. you could start out fresh. Right. So I wanted to retire that material, mm. and Stateside Paramount wasn't my first choice. Didn't even came to my mind. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it at Cold Town Theater. Cause I used to host a Friday night show there. Yeah. Yeah, every week. But then a comedian was doing the funniest person in Austin contest. I'm like, that's very selfish of me to. <laughs> take away their five minute where they had to practice for that for right. me to do my special. To do my special. Yeah. Now that I thought about it again, if I went back, I would be like, fuck those people. <laughs> recording <laughs> on my own show. Yeah. It's my show. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, I thought about that and I thought about recording it at the small room in Cap City Comedy, mm -hmm. but then I don't have any relationship to Cap City Comedy and I'm very hesitant to ask whoever won that spot. Right. So I was like, nah, fuck that. Right. Yeah, and then a guy came in, uh, he's like a producer, he run business and everything, and he used to put on play at the Paramount. So he said, hey, how about you do it at the stateside Paramount, only 300 seats. So he put inside my head that possible yeah so once that's possible I'm like why would I want to do it anywhere else right 
Yeah. Oh man, I wish I had been able yeah. to go see that. That was before I started comedy. Yeah. So you can actually do it. You can rent out like the Paramount. You yeah. have to fill out a form and stuff. Right. And have another person do it if you're emotionally attached to it. Yeah. Whatever you're emotionally attached to, you feel you can't do, hire somebody else to do it. I love that. Yeah, so he did it. The thing is, once you like fill the form, you have to keep getting on them or else they'll forget you. Yeah. Or they don't even follow up. Yep. So good thing having another person do that, because I would have done it, and they didn't follow up with me. I was like, oh, I'm a fucking loser. Right, yeah. Yeah, but somebody else did it, and they keep following up with that person, mm. then eventually it happened. Right. Yeah. Wow. Was that just, like, so fun? Uh, it was like very nerve-wracking. Yeah. It's like Valley and Peak, so I was just going through it. Yeah. Yeah. Was the actual show, like, did you did you have a couple of your friends open and, like, did you put on a whole show, or was it like... Well, it's a whole show. I had uh, Chris Castle uh, host, Andrew Murphy perform. Yeah. Like 15 minutes. And then I perform. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. And it's available still, right? Yeah, at TyComedy.com. TyComedy.com. Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm... I had no idea that that was... I didn't know you were two years in when you recorded that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And really Crazy impressive. Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no lie. I feel like I was more passionate about comedy then mm. than now. Yeah. Because uh, I was really like... I really believe in myself during that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. I didn't have like any uh, systems of like how comedy is supposed to be. Right. I didn't have any big homies. Right. Or anything. I feel like I was more pure in a sense to like yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I, I was better at ignoring other external noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, because comedy is like that the first couple years. you, It's like, how does anyone ever make it in this industry? Yeah. They figure it out. Guess I get to go figure it out. And it's, fun yeah. and empowering yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a really cool time to get to record a special yeah now i see comedy successful comedy is like you're an independent business if yeah. you're like a, a stand-up yeah. comedian that's successful you have system that runs you have like fans you know how to get in contact with them so right. you can kind of pack up seats so you're like an independent business yes yeah, so in order to be successful, like make money, not talking about, you know, even being good, right. but to make money, you have to be able to like, you know, bring in revenue. Sell tickets. So you have to see yourself as an independent business. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you approach it like that now? Uh, now, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking more of independent business. So I'm trying to do everything myself to see how much revenue I could bring in if I was an independent business. Right. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't know if comedy is my purpose. I'm just doing it until <laughs> I find something. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing to know, though. Like, yeah. And you're very funny. You're very Thank good you. at it. I think it's, if stand-up isn't your purpose, being funny is part of your purpose. Like, yeah. Because you clearly just... Like I said, you have that like dry humor about you where you'll say something and it's just funny. Yeah. Like you don't even need to try. It's not like they're laughing at you. It's just whatever, however you said it, it was funny. Yeah. And I think that's useful whether you're doing stand up or anything else. You can make people laugh. Like 
you're done. You know, like that's yeah. that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any idea, like, if you were to switch from stand up, like, is there something else that's kind of catching your eye, or is it just kind of like eh, I'm just gonna um, ride the wave and see where I go? I thought about being a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. And what else did I thought about doing? I thought about being a person that teach comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't feel too strong of a nudge to go towards to those, those arena. Yeah. 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 It's also just maybe it's the dopamine rush again from comedy, but it's like. After you've done stand up, it's like, am I ever gonna feel like a dopamine hit, like a good set? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and know? like, where else can I get this? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I don't feel dirty afterwards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Well, I think, I think, uh, let's wrap up the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, I want to ask you before we leave: Is there anything you're excited about right now? Could be literally anything. Um, jeez. Um, I guess I'm excited about cryptocurrency yeah. going all the way up and cashing out before the market crash. To the moon, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to time the market because I feel like it's gonna it's gonna crash. It, they all crash, they'll use that. At some point, just yeah. watch those dips and those spikes. Yeah, it's crash when everybody jump in, right? Right. Like everybody and their mom. Which now we see with Shiba. Right. Yeah, but the whole crypto market is going to pop up because everybody's in it and it's not, like, sustainable. Right. So but I'm as just, of right now, yeah. there's still very few people in it comparatively. Yeah. Comparatively, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so when everybody and their grandma start having... Having Shiba. <laughs> yeah, having Shiba, then that's when it's time to cash out. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yep. So, remember to cash out, y'all. Remember to cash out, <laughs> Yeah. Wise you, you, words Yeah, you don't in. lose by cashing out. <laughs> I mean, if you could hold it and you believe in it, right. then you could hold it. If you could hold it for, like, years, then, yeah. Yeah. Because it might pop back up, like, years later, yeah. It could. We don't fucking know. It's a crazy, crazy yeah. thing. I just like having money, like, right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, well, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, at Ty Nguyen, with a Z at the end. We'll put that in the bio. Yeah. The video. Yeah, that's about it. Um, Hell, yeah. Yeah. You got any projects coming up or shows that you're running right now? Um, yeah, I have a show every Saturday night at my house. Yes, yeah. private comedy night. Yeah, I feel like that would help me build an organic fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, all the people that go there, they go there because they see me somewhere. Right. Yeah, so. That's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I don't have to, like, go out, like, leave the house. Right, you're like, I Maybe my goal is to be a work-from-home stand-up comedian. <laughs> Maybe that's... Ty's gonna That's be... my path, you know? Comedian that never left the house work and he's making home. a living. Yeah, work from home comedian. You need to change your Facebook job to that. Yeah. <laughs> work from home straight up comedian. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'm, I'm so glad we did this. Thank you for oh, being yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. 
Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, do whatever it is. Leave a review if you're on iTunes. And uh, thank you yeah. so much. This has been Detox with Allison. Yeah. Allison's part of the 0.1% people that could comprehend some of the stuff I talk about. <laughs> <laughs>